0: everyone and welcome to this edition of The Higher Estate. I have two uh, up we are. amazing guests here in our <laughs> completion of our series. We do. We are tatted up. This yeah, is my la- latest up. one, by the way, just because I was a massive hip fan. Huh? No dress rehearsal. This is our life, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I cut it rock climbing, you know, being an athlete. Yeah. Of course spelt over here and uh and i think it took off like did it take off the bottom of the team no i can see it okay yeah i thought i thought maybe it did yeah
1: i know i always have all kinds of injuries i like your
0: (laughs) you're dark like you are you i literally
1: just got back from bc yesterday
0: and they have better sun
1: Oh, I was in the desert,
0: in the like, oh.
2: rattlesnake country. Wow. Really? Yeah, that's my that's yeah, that's cool. My you're line. super
0: dark. That's yeah. awesome. You're not. And you're, I'm now, like, so
2: dark. This is, like, dark for me. You're
0: like, how, you look, like, Israeli dark.
2: Yeah, that's his dark. Like, oh, no, look, I got... You
0: got bit today.
2: Yeah. From you uh, know, that
0: may be a tick.
2: No, it's not. It was a horsefly.
0: Okay. <laughs> I was just trying to <laughs> freak like you like out. I remove. Well, that looks like a bullseye.
2: No, because I killed him on my arm, and it was a horsefly.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, you know, you don't want to kill nature, Sari. Star.
2: If they're attacking me, Uh, they get it. Fair, fair. If they're not...
0: Then they get to live. All right. Hi, everyone. And uh, again, I'm going to start again. Welcome to this edition of The Higher Estate. It's our last... what it last episode in the ser- in our series that is focusing on women in cannabis, and uh, we have two awesome guests here today who have been in the cannabis industry for quite some time. One who happens to be a partner of mine, who I partnered with on the cannabis retreats. Um, uh, what did the re- with the retreat? You can't say retreats and retreat twice. Can you say the Cannabis retreats retreat? <laughs> uh, no. no, it doesn't work. So what do I say? What Just do the I what cannabis
2: would you retreats we partnered in cannabis retreats.
0: Okay and uh, brought the uh, educational component to it and that is care. We'll talk about all that stuff uh, and it's going to be really exciting. We're not going to get political. Tanya, Um, because we were told that we're not allowed to be political. You see, here's the thing, folks. I'm usually getting told what to do by women anyways. I I listen well. I don't know. So I just, you know, I go with the flow. I don't listen well. No, I I don't listen. I mean, I. you know what it is? I don't know what it is. You guys can tell me what it is. Anyway, Tanya. Uh, Tanya is, uh, how do I pronounce your last name? Silum. Siloom. I don't know if it's siloom, but I was, because I was thinking like Tulum. <laughs> you know? You know what I mean? Like in Mexico. That makes it tulum. better. No. But <laughs> siloom, siloom. it's just like one, like one, yeah. one syllable. Is that two. Siloom. Is it Siloom? Siloom. Yeah, Siloom, that's two. See, I went to, don't remember in school, <laughs> we used to do, in order to know syllables, we used to clap it out. Sometimes siloom. you have to. Yeah, you gotta clap it. Anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> <coughs> excuse me i am not coughing so much anymore thank god right that was bad that was crazy i coughed yeah. literally i was sick from february april april till mid-june it was like the worst thing in the world um but i'm glad to have you here so okay. tanya Sailoom And, uh, Siri, (laughs) I can't even say it. Siri, Siri, who has the best last name I've ever heard, Siri, Star. All right? (laughs) Last name, remember, it's two R's. S-T-A-R-R. You'll find that listed on, on the government's website.
2: <laughs> Give me that swear jar. I'm about to go go and, uh, hail Mary oh, on right. it.
0: And uh, so I'm just excited to have you guys here. Why don't we start off with you, Tanya, and 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 talk about what you've done, what brought you to the cannabis industry to begin with, how you came into it. It's it's so important. You know, one of the things that we've always realized, or that I find unique about uh... the cannabis industry in general is that it's it's not it's not I mean I know that Abby and I have a difference of opinion here but it's it's not run by men you know women play a massive leading role in in the industry and I think it's because the industry is so new and it's not just a boys club anymore that being said I do know that a lot of discrimination still happens at high levels uh... and I see it firsthand and uh, but I, I mean, what got you into it? Um, where do you see you see see yourself fitting in in the future? You know, you run a you run a pop up dispensary, uh, and uh, I want you to, t- to talk about it. And you started another dispensary that was that was shut down. Uh, what happened? And why did you come in? Tell me. Talk to me.
1: Uh, so around two thousand and seven, two thousand eight, I had an accident. Um, I hurt my back. It's and better than peeing
0: yourself. Vaccinated? I'm just kidding. Sorry.
1: Uh, And then I just, I was already using cannabis and um, I thought about going to get painkillers, but I just continued to use cannabis and make edibles. Um, Yourself?
0: Are you, you just like to bake?
1: Yeah. So I'm a chemist. That's what I went to school for. Um, So I guess I'm a little bit good at baking. Wow, that's awesome.
0: Um, (laughs) You're a chemist. Yeah. And you, so you took it all.
1: Yeah, so I, I was working the pharmaceutical industry, and I left the pharmaceutical industry for um, a, an illegal industry, but it at felt more holistic. Yeah, back in 2008, um, oh, that's an early and start. so yeah, I started making edibles um, for a friend of mine. He owned the Hamilton Dispensary.
0: Yeah, that back in 2008, nine, it was shut down. Yeah, I remember that because there weren't many of us in the industry at the time. Yeah. Uh, when I started in 2010, I had just, you know, the it was one of the, the first, I mean, it was true. Well, another true OG was that that dispensary. It was closed down really early, though. Yes. Like before any of this. Now we have like 50 of them in Hamilton.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was closed down back in 2009, I right. believe. Yeah. Um. I think he lost it a year there. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it was good. Um, we had a lot of patients, and uh, the farm was out in Pusslinch, and I was wow. living in Cambridge, so it was super easy for Puss me Lynch,
0: to. Ontario. Yeah. <laughs> ah, what an amazing name. <laughs> Like, where do they come up with money <laughs> like that from? Anyways, so ridiculous. Is that crazy? like, where does
1: that come from? So I guess, yeah, that's where I started, was the Hamilton dispensary. Maybe it's not
0: ridiculous. I think I just offended people, and I apologize. Right? I was
1: just going to say, it could be, no. be
2: native. I, I always <laughs> thought it was <laughs> a kind of it, it strange. Be, I, it it's strange be, in English.
0: Right, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I apologize, actually. Can you just, can you just cut that shit out? I'm going to put some money in, because I feel bad. <laughs> Oops, I can't even do it now, I'm nervous. Oh man, hate mail. That's twice I (laughs) suck at it, man. What's that? The the pitchforks are coming. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, It's a great name,
0: actually. It's not ridiculous. It's a great (laughs) name.
1: I guess after they were (laughs) shut down, um, I started doing cannabis consultations. Just helping people that were applying to become a licensed producer or um, writing standard operating procedures for people really? who are setting up testing labs.
0: Hey, let me ask you a question. Are you good at, like, so I, there's a need right now um, in, the, uh, in the LP world, and if this is the case, then I'm going to you know, hook you up and connect you, because you're, you're a chemist. Are, do, are, do you know regulatory? Are you good with like regulatory? Yes,
1: so regulatory affairs, really? quality assurance
0: and How, how about like control? working with like government bodies and clinical researchy stuff like
1: Yeah, so I did work for Health Canada for about a year and a half.
0: Love, <laughs> I've been searching for you. <laughs> I have I got a Do you still do that? Would you still do that?
1: I would still do that. Yeah. You would? That's the kind of stuff I do like to do.
0: Okay. Yeah. I got I got something for you. Okay. We'll chat offline about it. Okay. You know, I do research in yeah. the in the industry. Yeah. And uh, and regulatory affa- regulatory like affairs for LP is super important. Yeah. Me. It's hard to come by people that are chemists and can do that. Yeah. Okay. Great. Cool. That's awesome. So you were working in the industry. Uh, you were consulting before anybody was a consultant then. Yeah, like, are it was we going really to good money back then. Two thousand and ten. Yeah. Wow. So you were doing like MMAR stuff.
1: Yeah, well, it was, like, people that were applying to become a licensed producer. So,
0: like, 2012-13.
1: I believe so. It was yeah. around there. Yeah,
0: that's when the LP. Once w- the LP yeah, started. Yeah, we're starting to come in. So, yeah. you were consulting us. So, we were around at the same time. Why did we never bump into each other? I have there wasn't, no idea. Wasn't or weren't? <laughs> there were not. There
1: weren't too many.
0: Many of us. No. No? No. So, you've been in this a whole long time. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, you're never going to get heard with that mic 10 feet away from you.
2: I'm not speaking right now.
0: But you can just, you know, interrupt for, you know, like the true, Giggles. The true Israeli. <laughs> yeah. You, okay, you swore. Can you Mom?
2: Shit is not a swear word. Oh, somebody else
0: said that last week. Yes, it is.
2: No, it's not. It's if. So it's,
0: you can say it on TV. It's not a swear word by, like, uh, whatever. It
1: is. is damn considered a swear word? Like, I think it depends right. on how you use it.
0: Like, God damn it.
1: Yeah. Like how you
2: use the like, word.
0: The yeah. Oh, you yeah. yeah, don't yeah. So do that. I just, I just pissed off God. <laughs> <laughs> and like it wouldn't be, of of wouldn't be the fire first time. Wouldn't be the first fire hell and brimstone. What, right. what what did you just say? Wouldn't be the first time. That I what? Pissed off God. No, God loves me. For me. <laughs> Whose God are we talking about? That's what the one I want to know.
2: The all knowing.
0: Oh. Are we getting political right now? If I talk about God, is that a political thing? <laughs> No? Can we yeah. talk about sex ed and what's happening in Canada? It's, so, that's political. Yes. That's, that's ridiculous. I don't How crazy even is that? Know. Anyway, we won't go there. It's yeah. yeah. so bad. It's bad. We're, we revert we're it going, going to like, like
1: 15 years back. Yeah, well. yeah.
0: yeah, yeah they, <laughs> I think they're going to roll it back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they have to roll it back. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea, like, take consultation and roll something out properly in whatever program you do, but you don't just take progress and, and stuff it. Like stick nails in it and kill it and shoot it. I like, mean,
2: what's happening in the US? Isn't that what's going on? What? I don't <laughs> Taking know. Taking progress and... Sari
0: Star, S-T-A-R-R. Reversing it A million
2: years? <laughs>
0: I, I don't know. Did they change? is it, Well, <laughs> anyway. Anyways, anyway.
2: we said we weren't getting political. We're not
0: political. getting political. <laughs> okay, so you got it. <laughs> Let's go back to what we were talking about. So, you yeah, it was an interesting time, though, back in 2013. Um. There were. It was literally the wild west here, because when the political, like not political, when the licensed producer world sort of started, when Health Canada had to change their their laws, initially we had the MMAR. That's what was happening yeah. at the time. The truth is, there. I mean, like people were still. The black market was flourishing, and uh, people were. I found that people were even coming to see me. You know, they were looking for like, hey, can I get 120 grams a day? like that is kind of you know well what are you doing for self-growing yeah and in canada for every plant and these are individual people so for every plant that you grow or every gram that you're prescribed you could grow five plants outdoors two indoors five outdoors so you want 120 grams for your personal consumption (laughs) so i get people that come in and tell me no it's because i'm juicing. And it's because I'm, uh, you know, I'm extracting, and I'm like, still, I, I know how to extract, and I know how to juice, certainly. And you're gonna use the leaves for extraction. Go get hemp. I don't know, may not be the same, but it's just the nutrients that you're getting, anyways, right? And it's a great plant. I mean, should it? You know, I, I hate being the gatekeeper of something that's just healthy for you, anyways. Uh, but still, like, you don't need to try to take advantage of me for that. Just, you know, mm-hmm. be honest, I think, is probably would probably be the best thing. But that was like.
2: Be honest? Hi, I would like to sell some drugs on the black market. Right. Um, so, so could I please happening. have a prescription? No, <laughs>
0: right. So, so that, but that was happening. That's literally what was happening. And people, you know, people were getting these massive doses and massive grammage so that they could sell it off to the black market. And then came along uh, some. Um, Out of the ashes came a program. I thought the MMPR was a huge, for me, it was, for medicine, it was a great, a great thing. So for you, when did you start working with, you know, you started Queens of Cannabis, which Mm -hmm. was an early dispensary. Yeah. And what happened there?
1: Uh, So... Uh, it was uh, in two thousand and fifteen. I started Queens of Cannabis, um, and it Which was good. An amazing name. Yeah, it was good for about a year and a half, uh, and then the bylaw officers had uh, threatened the landlord, and she was an older lady, and um, yeah, she basically told me and my partner at the time that some bad men came by and told her that they're going to seize her building. What? And that she had to change our lock.
0: Are you serious? Yeah.
1: So we already knew before she changed the lock.
0: Oh, my. So that sucks. You know, that that that's super unfortunate, those things that happen. I mean, they still happen now. People are still getting closed down. But, I mean, that's one of the original closures because, you know, back then they weren't really fully closing very many. There weren't many, even in 2015. Yeah. So where were you located?
1: Uh, Bloor and Ossington.
0: So there, how, and how many other dispensaries were right around there? Not many. No, like not in two thousand and fifteen. M- no,
1: uh, MMJ opened up shortly after right. us across kind of across a uh, major street, and um, what was the other? So one? why
0: would you be closed and not something like MMJ?
1: Um, I feel like the bail officers were also trying to get their landlord to close, but their landlord was um, more willing to. S- To not put the lock on the door until the very last minute because now they've been closed down
0: in Toronto yeah they're opened here yeah in a whole bunch of but
1: that location was closed
0: you know what's interesting uh, what I really like about Hamilton and probably why they all they a lot of them can thrive here as well is you know they I've sat in on some council meetings the councillors here are pretty progressive and they're allowed to trial anything for a year like anything doesn't have to be with as long as it I guess I don't know about how it works with the law but as long as they they feel that it can be beneficial I suppose any any like business that they that is maybe fringe or whatever they're allowed to trial for a year so uh as long as they agree to it so I know that MMJ works closely with with uh with part like the city council here so they've been able to do that it's Toronto not like that no Tell me about it. Like, have you sat in on any of these council meetings? Yes. You have, eh? Yeah. And what what happens? Um. Political? Is it, oh, is that <laughs> political? <laughs> Fuck, shoot, I, I stopped myself. Is, yeah. Is, tell me what. So, well, just I don't think that's political. I just want to know. I sat
2: on council meetings and what goes on behind the Is that closed political? Door? Um,
0: I just want to know. Yeah. About so that, and then and then how we're almost getting to the point where you're doing what you're doing now. I just want to know your history. That's
1: all. um yeah, so history-wise, yeah, oftentimes meetings have been deferred after, you know, sitting in on the meeting for like over an hour, we find out that it's deferred to the next to the next month. Um or other times when they finally let us speak, um every, you know, they'll have like 20 or 30 deputants and after like you know, a five-hour meeting. Then all of a sudden, they just say, "Well, this is what we're going to do, anyways."
0: They don't care. No, it doesn't matter. Okay.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> so I get it now. And then, you, so then, when did you start uh, Bloom High Tea Social, Social Club? Social Club?
1: Um, so after Queens of Cannabis got closed down, I decided to go to um, Barcelona for their um, cannabis expo. Uh, it was in March of Tough 2016. Work. Yeah, I decided to go check it out and um, I just fell in love and inspired with their social club setting and like the way that...
0: What is a social club? So, it's, like, um, it's
1: basically it like a oh. place where they they, everyone can come, you don't have to be you know, consuming or purchasing cannabis to be there because they also serve alcohol, and it's a restaurant as well, and there's things to do, like there's like games, and like, it's so. Like
2: Soho House would be a social club, now somewhere. Um, Yeah, similar. Like members only? Yeah. What is a
0: social yes. club? I see social it's club.
2: It's a what members only as okay. well. Um, so
1: you would come in, uh, you would pay for your membership for a year. Um, so it's generally there, it's like 20 to 50 euros per year and then oh, once you awesome. pay, you put money on your card, and then you can purchase anything in the whole place, and you can come back, and Does the that money's still there. Does that make it a,
0: like, a little better if you're a member of something? So instead of saying membership, we call it a social club?
1: So they take it; they take away sort of like the purchasing the cannabis right on the spot. Is that what it is? Talk
0: over the phone.
1: It's what we did
2: in it's California. It's not what I did. Is what we did? Well, is it was, <laughs> what we did? We had a membership oh, and people okay. came and they purchased, you know, tokens and knew they could use those tokens when, you know, they wanted to use them for certain things and
0: So it makes this cuz now you're a member of something. It makes it cool. So like ha-
2: Legally
1: speaking,
0: I don't know. Let's not it's go. We're dicey. not going there. blah blah blah. blah, blah. <laughs> it's like, party. Uh, it's like buying wild game, right? So you can't sell wild game, but you can pay to be at a supper. And, and pay like a member or an entrance fee and it gets you around a lot that way because you're not directly selling there.
1: Kind yeah, of, yeah. Because exactly. you're
0: not part of a... I'm just trying to figure out... You know, I, I think it's it's interesting. They've sort of forced, forced people into this position where you, where we have to figure out ways around the simplest answers. We're like, in
2: the loophole business. It's,
0: it's ridiculous. It's <laughs> that's kinda... what
2: I say. What business are you in? I'm in the loophole business. Right.
0: It's kind of weird, isn't it? That's <laughs> kind of ridiculous that, that that's how it is. Because so-
2: they don't the laws are not established yet so you don't know how to work within what's not established so you have to see okay what what elements are established and then this doesn't pertain specifically to what i'm doing so how do i get through this without it being technically illegal so what's what's that work around
0: well so that that's cool so that'll bring me to okay i want to talk about that and talk about how we f- figured out how you, in particular, figured out... It's all you. I don't have any idea what you do. I want to know what you do, Sari Star with two R's. Um, <laughs> I want to know about, uh, about how you found your way into it. Um, and then what your vision around cannibalists was, and what is Cannibalist Retreats, and how does that fit into the vision of the changing world, and how does the feminine work within and how does it find it find itself within the world of cannabis currently how does that how does how does that how does that um what's the word face forward to the world and how do you think it's viewed if within the cannabis world how do you find that what do you I'll ask you that question okay first Siri why don't you just tell me first tell me a That's little bit about yourself you No, know, I know I just got all these questions <laughs> just came to me with that one thing you just said I just got like this whole thing and we haven't even finished talking about the Bloom High Tea Social Club yet and where it is in Toronto but whatever we'll talk about that and it's pop up dispensary and I think we're totally, totally going to talk about tomorrow, that I'm totally going tomorrow by the way is it open every day
2: no, no. Thursday and Sunday Thir- Thursday and Sunday what day is uh, today Friday Wednesday.
0: Oh, Wednesday. I work nights in Emerge. I have true, no true. idea what, day's, what That's day true. it is. So it's open on Thursday. Okay, I'm, I'm totally all over the place. I have so many questions, though. <laughs> okay, we'll come back to it. I'll, let's, I'll come back to you in a second. Tell me more about this Bloom High Tea Social...
1: Okay, um, yeah, so basically we, for now, we're a pop-up dispensary. Um, So uh, typically we pop up at vape lounges or other places in the city that have allowed us to pop up. What does that
0: mean, your pop-up?
1: So we're just there for the day. We use their space. you
0: bring your stuff?
1: Everything, yeah. You set it all up like a trade show. Really? Like a mini trade show every Thursday and Sunday, yeah.
0: Interesting. Um, so, what's with the high tea part of it?
1: So the high tea part of it is is um,
0: it's a cool name because it's a pun on like high yeah. tea.
1: So last You're year British.
0: we that's political
1: yes it is <laughs> but last year we did events ah,
0: called that one <laughs> ah not pretty face over here
1: <laughs> okay so yeah basically we would have these events where there'd be vendors um, but there'd also be an option of participating in the high tea which would mean that um, there was a menu and you would get um, cannabis tea um, and then choices like if you want to have like a cookie or a something and then a, a pre-roll and then everyone would come and hang out, uh, it was an outdoor space, yeah, and um, it just helped build community. And so, that part's still going on where you can chill, oh yeah,
2: cool. i so, right, so, <laughs> so excited!
0: <laughs> I mean, and that brings me, I mean, it does bring me to things like that. I want to talk about today, and when we talk about education, and we talk about how do people know like their dosage, and, and when we talk about. Um, if you have a pop-up dispensary and you say hey, here's a cookie i'll tell you what i'm seeing in the emergency department is driving me nuts and that's why i did that press release two days ago which i probably should have given you guys to put out but it yeah. got it got you know got some good traction and and, it, and the truth is like i saw i'm seeing patients now that have no idea what their dosage is right and so you say hey like you know as a uh, as a dispensary owner I want to know where you find your responsibility to educate people on how to properly and effectively use their medicine or do you say hey here's a cookie go home and use it you know like and I think that'll bring me into what I think you know Sari's trying to do with uh, Cannabis, which is bring that education so take what you're doing from the retail side Mm. and from that wellness side and bring in bring all those people in and give them the education so that what I call the bro science we talk about that all the time I always talk about bro science because it's like bro I know it works you know that's not real that's not science so what do we do from that point moving forward I think that brings us to what Sari Sari is trying to do in the cannabis industry
2: yeah I mean I think um, it's so first of all my experience with an edible I mean I never up until I was educated I never had good experiences with edibles and I've been consuming cannabis since I was a wee lad we lady.
0: <laughs> we all went to school together. Yeah.
2: <coughs> and you know, um, no
0: associated Hebrew day schools. Right. Or was I the only one? No,
2: I was not that young.
0: Oh. <laughs> it wasn't me
2: either. Um, <laughs> I, was, oh my I get God. to California. Mom, I don't blame,
0: even. It's not my mom. I'm just kidding, mom. What? We're just playing.
2: <laughs> I get to California. I don't even know what indica and sativa is. Like I'm completely like you know this is six years ago um, and. You know we have visitors from Canada like go to a dispensary yeah i want an edible i'm like fine i'll buy you an edible but i'm not going to try it and then you know i buy the edible and everybody's taking it i'm like okay fine i guess i'll peer pressure myself it was one of those like well if everyone's doing it i'll do it and literally that was the worst experience i've ever had with a substance in my entire life it was god like, knows
0: you like substances
2: it was no <laughs> i'm confused. I only work with plants okay i 'm I'm, yeah, okay. very organic cool. <laughs> um, and that was that actually made me very angry because when I went and bought that chocolate bar, nobody told me, "Hey, just eat like a little square and i didn 't even know, so I take off four squares. It might have been twenty five milligrams for a lot of people that 's not a lot for me that was a lot I am like a five milligram kind of person like i don 't like to be so out of my head so And that was something that stuck with me for a while, and um, fast forward, that was a few years before Cannibalist started, and I've been in uh, marketing and branding for over 15 years, I had an office here in Yorkville, in Toronto, and then when I moved to LA, you know, I was doing that, and I just felt like so uninspired, I was building other people's dreams and not mine, and um, two years ago, I moved into the cannabis space doing branding and marketing, where things in California started becoming, you know, more legal, and these companies needed brands, and uh, branding, and legit, you know, it's no Is more... Is it
0: not crazy, first of all, how we reconnected?
2: i know that's crazy yeah
0: we went to elementary school together (laughs) yeah and two years ago (laughs) i I got a phone call like hey i hear you're in the cannabis industry and it was just crazy because i saw a post on
2: instagram right yeah and i'm like what this guy's in cannabis he's a doctor yeah so i messaged him about my agency i'm like if you need any uh you know marketing and stuff let me know um and then I just had a big change in my personal life, and I had to like just take a step back and be like, "What do I want to do?" Like, I, like I really need to find meaning. And um, I always had—I didn't always—but I had this vision of creating a wellness center where people can come and get education based on you know what I was experienced and also my belief in wellness and holistic medicine. And I'm like, okay, I want to do this wellness center, but. What's step one? Okay, let's step one. is create a retreat, right? It's like kind of like a pop-up dispensary, yeah. pop-up wellness little thing.
0: That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I, I hear you, but we don't actually sell stuff. So you don't actually sell things. No, There's we so don't sell. Do.
2: Well, okay, so I created the retreat, and it was great. Like the first retreat didn't have the educational program because at that point you just came on board, like right before it happened, but you know, one of the things that Ira and I were doing next in sort of simultaneous in the retreat was working on how we're gonna do an educational program and, and get it out to the masses. And we created CARE, which was his program that he had for so long. I remember I emailed you, I'm like, hey, I have this idea, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, why don't you look at my website and then call me? You
0: know, it's funny? <laughs> you know funny because back when I, it was, that was like 2015, <clears throat> 16. Excuse
2: me. Yeah, it was two years ago.
0: Two. Uh, no, no, it no, was, a, it was year a year ago. ago. Yeah. You know, you know the. you know what's crazy about the cannabis world it is things that things move so fast. Things like a day is a month, yeah. a month is a year, yeah. a year is a decade. That's like the crazy thing about this this industry. I find that. You know, it's funny. Things that just one year, I feel like it's been... I mean, it could just be working with you. It feels like a decade already. But I love you. We get along so well. We fight literally like siblings. Who is this
2: fucking guy? Oh, thank you. In it. Don't
0: take the tootie. That's a big one. <laughs> Don't take my tooties. That's so funny. I'm like, no, and I'm grabbing it from her. Okay, if you just want to know what happened and you're not watching this, Sari just went to grab a... Um, money like a dime or a nickel i'm always to gonna go to the for swear, the biggest one swear jar and i'm like stealing the toonie because no i don't want it they'll pay for coffee later um <laughs> for, you know okay so
2: cannibalists no, so yeah. uh, so what one of the things that we decided was to bring the two together bring experience and education and that that became um a huge part of what we're creating and both of our visions and My mission is really to create conscious awakening for emotional intelligence through plant medicine, specifically cannabis, um, because that's how I feel like it's helped me a lot and and gain a lot. Well, it it helps me when I use cannabis. I use it for intentional purposes, um, you know, like to really go inwards, get out of like my monkey minds. Like I like indica because it puts me in a parasympathetic mode and then I can relax and get, you know, what I need to know, make decisions, get creative in my space because I do creative things. So it helps me open up to myself and just be more calm. And it's not really, I don't feel like it's medicinal for me. I feel like it's more spiritual for me. And that in itself is medicinal because it helps with stress and anxiety, but I don't necessarily need that for that. So I use it for mindful conscious purposes and it's allowed me to really tap into myself without the ego and mind chatter that distracts me from what I need to create and who I need to be
0: so that brings me to an interesting but I mean you mentioned you know <clears throat> sativa and all this stuff and one of the things that we talk about right. in the Which program int- actually there's a couple things we talk about in the program and uh, the first thing that we, I mean, we talk about, we talk about, like, let's get away from the myth of the sativa and indica, which are literally just locations on our planet, right? And how the plant developed in those specific locations. But we know, like, the if we're looking at whole, plate, whole plant cannabis, you know, it's going to be different between, like, you. you may have the same the same terpenes within that one indica that affect people totally different, right? right? But I guess for generalization, it's just easy to talk about it. Is that what you do? You talk about it like that. I I stay away from calling things, uh, you know, sativas or indicas. I usually go to the the more technical like chemotype Mm -hmm. or a chemo bar. You know, when talking about strains and stuff like that, that that talks to a chemist, and uh, but but I don't I don't really know. Um, I think at the end of the day, we have to we have to still be able to communicate with each other, sort of like the DSM-5, like the You know, when we talk about psychiatric disorders, it, none of the stuff makes any sense in there. But in order for clinicians to talk to each other, they they use common terminology. Mm-hmm. Is that why we use things like? I mean, indica yeah, and sativa? I would say,
2: okay, indica meaning that it it affects my body more than my mind, and like sativa is more cerebral, which is the common sort of what people know. The it, thing is, is that right, people right. are still getting on board with indica and sativa. People are still getting on board with CBD versus THC. We are in an industry where we assume more. Or, you know, in California, there's so many people who know, but I've heard from people who are like, I don't know what the difference is between THC and CBD, and this is outside of the states where it's not so readily available. And that's why we attract so many people from outside of California. I was just talking to this woman today who's gonna to sign up to our retreat, she's a holistic practitioner. And she specifically asked me, like, well, what am I going to learn? Am I going to be able to help my own business, my own practice, my own uh, patients and clients that I work with? I'm like, 100 percent, you're our target audience, because we need to educate people like you who are helping other people in this space. So that was kind of like really Cool because we've had people come and they've never smoked cannabis before and we they tried it for cannabis, the for the vape. first time. Vape canna- consume cannabis. Consume. And tried it for the first time and this one woman she moved states yeah, so true. she could get I legal cannabis that. to help with her migraines. Yeah. So this is what I we're doing that. in in and then we've had people come just for the education, they don't consume the whole time. And again you get so much world. benefit from it. Yeah. Mm. So I mean that's the vision is like conscious awakening i call mindful consumption mindful consumption and scientific evidence and you get the best of both worlds you get the doctor and you get the spiritual director and you get all these facilitators who are part of like what we're creating who bring in value and it's like a and community which i like like building the the
0: community that's my favorite part i come for the community That's really what I do. And that's really what you do too. You're even like with your, what's your goal? What are your goals with your, with your pop-up dispensary? I'm assuming it's to build community and raise awareness at the end of the day. Yeah, it's a business, but what's your ultimate, what's your vision? What would be the vision? If you had a utopic world, what would be the vision for, you know, for Bloom High Tea Social Club? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I like singing.
1: Uh, yeah, basically my vision acronym? is I mean, to uh,
0: <laughs> just Bloom all right. or Bloom Social Club. All right, all right.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess my vision uh, is definitely to have a space where people can congregate and, um, you know, Talk about their issues and what they've been facing. Um, You know, regardless of most people say that they're not using it uh, medicinally, I think a lot of people are that don't even realize. Um, So I see a lot of people that come by uh, that, you know, tell me it's for relaxation purposes. you know, or to relieve anxiety, but they don't actually like think it's medicinally. Um, also, I'm trying to get people away from thinking that they're gonna show up and the the first thing they try is gonna work. Like it's not like that with right. any other medicine, right. like exactly. It's like yeah. super good point. You wow. have to try different things. you have to be open, and yeah,
0: that's actually a really good point because you know one of the reasons actually i I, I suggest going medical cannabis route, Uh, through either the flour or like different oils or whatnot is because I have thousands of different strains I can choose from. Yeah. I'm not giving you one strain. Like when I look at what's on the market currently and we say, let's say you have here in Canada, you have Nabilone. Um... Sesame, which is like a, a synthetic THC. It's herbal, so it's synthetic herbal THC. It's not like the synthetics that, like, like Salvia K2 spice, all those bad things. Um, it's the one that actually, so it's it's got a DIN number, and we actually have it on Formulary. I used it last night in the emergency department as well on my night shift. We actually hold it on Formulary, and it's great tell that story another time but then we also have uh sativex which is also you know this uh which is also a synthetic it's whole plant as well it's Mm -hmm. it's whole plant extract that's in a water soluble solution but then we have, and that's just one strain though and like you just said one strain's not going to work for everybody so when i go to plant the plant itself and we use it in its medicinal form we have thousands of strains to choose from, or chemotypes. We have thousands of different strains that we can choose from. Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the things that makes it so unique. And that's something that people need to learn about, too. It's not, just, it's not just about let's try this one strain. You raise a really good point. So how do you teach people? Or whatever. Um, Yeah,
1: also like the biggest misconception is we get a lot of people that come by and say like they want a sativa edible. Right. Or an indica edible. Um, So I just sort of explained to them how, you know, we use Phoenix Tears or RSO because it has like, uh, you know, uh, an entire profile Mm -hmm. of all different kinds of cannabinoids and terpenes. Um,
0: When you use your RSO, is it a specific... Strain that you're using?
1: No. It's so it's like everything, it's which is actually great because um, when you combine different strains, it creates like a synergistic effect. Yeah. So it's like. Can. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you explain that to people. Yeah. How do you tell them how to dose it? You know, the other day, the, uh, one of the people that came into the emergency department, and this is my problem with dispensaries in general, which is why they need education. Yeah. It's because, you know, patient first, they thought they were taking CBD. So I made the, made their family member go home and bring me what they were using. And they were using Phoenix Tears, but it was like a 54 milligrams per like dot <laughs> it wow. was like a m- super high concentrate right now i think it was like a, probably a thc isolate it was the opposite of what they were supposed to be using and they took just a little dot like they, like they were told at their dispensary and they took it and then they were like out to lunch now the good news is they're not going to die you do that with fentanyl you're going to die you know, if you take the amount that that person took in relative equivalencies between an opioid, different opioids and or cannabinoids, yeah. you're, you're in a better spot. Definitely taking the opioid you're gonna, or taking the cannabinoid. You'll green out for a few minutes, maybe a couple of hours and eventually go home. But it, what it does do, and this is where the responsibility in my mind lies with the dispensary or the educator, is when you have a new patient, you have an opportunity to make it or break it. If their first experience is negative they're gonna and they already come with a stigma yeah they're gonna be like this stuff sucks I never want to go near it again Mm -hmm. and that's the hard part how do you deal with that
2: actually that's a brilliant marketing campaign for dispensaries is because like you know the resistance from dispensaries sorry is like you know they might not care to educate they just want to sell cannabis so all of a sudden you're telling dispensaries well guess what somebody who has a bad experience is never coming back to your dispensary what's your attrition rate how are you getting people back into your as a business just from a business perspective and saying education actually is going to increase your bottom line and your roi
0: well it will for sure it does i mean that's the key
2: yeah but a lot of dispensaries like they don't care they're just like whatever i sell i make money i sell weed
0: they also have 40,000 patients or clients like it's it's kind of astronomically ridiculous the amount of patients that go to or people that go to these places so it's really the responsibility of these dispensaries and come legalization you're not going anywhere i gotta tell you like nothing is going to happen legalization not the way that it's being currently legalized it's I mean if there's no fair market right so without a fair market the market is gonna tell you what's gonna happen and I think we're all gonna and I mean take me out of that the rest of the people are going to tell you what's gonna happen and I don't think th- there's gonna be much of a much of a change yeah but except more people using cannabis right which is what we're seeing now and my mm-hmm. point being it's such mixed messaging out there by governments that it's so it's 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 hard But it puts you in a weird situation so how do you to how would how do you talk to people what do you tell them like what do you how do you how do you when if you're doing a pop-up here eat this edible or do you tell them hey this is how many milligrams are the is cannabis tested do they have quality assurance do they know where it's coming from those are all really important things even for the general public that's not a patient yeah sure they're not going to have the uh the um like maybe the 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 issue with being immunocompromised so you know having a little bit higher fungal load or like bacterial load won't really affect them but how do you educate them? What do you tell them?
1: Yeah so one of the most important things um, I think about us having um, you know the events where people come there and hang out for the afternoon um, is usually we so just cool. get people to like just start off slow um, if they've never tried an edible before we always try to get them to have a liquid first because it's Smart. easier to dose with it's way faster yeah. um, you'll feel the effects and then you'll know if you should stop so we usually get people to do small shots
0: interesting oh they make it what's the water soluble stuff
1: Uh, no I make like, drinks you do yeah like, I make THC drinks and high CBD drinks and what yeah
0: like like that's really did yeah you know that Tyler? I told you. Sometimes
2: we set up a whole bar at events.
0: And it's water... Do you make it water-soluble? Yes. Because you're a chemist.
2: (laughs) What happens if somebody's coming and and they're kind of like, okay, I want to chill and I'd like to be creative. Would you guys, like say like use this take this like if they want a specific experience or is it more like kind it's of It's so
0: hard though isn't it to tell somebody this is the experience you're gonna have I don't know what I do mean
1: yeah, yeah especially if they're new and they have no idea right doses um and all, or how sensitive they are it's always best like we just tell them to do one tiny little shot and wait
0: <laughs> really <laughs> yeah like, how many milligrams of Whatever is in one of these It would be
1: like two milligrams.
0: Oh. So we usually start
1: off with like two milligrams and then we would tell them to wait twenty to twenty five minutes and then see how it goes.
0: You because you're a chemist, you can do it all. (laughs) That's really kinda neat. So you you know, the, it's crazy because the market spends forever. Like there, everybody is is clamoring to find this water soluble stuff. I mean, if you just you know using an yeah. emulsification technique. Yes. It's totally doable. But yeah, anybody to make it like oh, everybody
1: the, that comes by is always trying to find out how we do
0: it. Yeah, yeah, but it's you. So yeah. You, you, you know why you, you can't get really a secret? That's amazing. That's kind of that's kind of neat. So do you have couches? Like do you, people just hang out? Like what's so, the, what's the goal? We have of different the day? styles. Like, what do you do?
1: So when we throw an event, ourselves. Um, yes, there's like tables, there's chairs. We have DJs that play. Um, we have sometimes we'll have dancers. Um, yeah, it's like a whole, and it's an outdoor event. And yeah, it's wow, a, a we fun should, day. Why
0: aren't we look? See, look, we're creating <laughs> synergies here. You should you should work together and figure <laughs> out what to do with, you know, how how cannabis can. Hmm work to get yeah. she's thinking hmm the wheels are turning but yeah when we that.
1: pop up at vape lounges and stuff like that it's a little bit different it's more like a just a trade show um and sometimes we'll have small samples for people to try that are like very low dose or even sometimes unmedicated so they can try like let's say if they don't like certain things they can try like a cookie or pretzels or whatever and see if they like it without the medication before they actually purchase and it and you bake them yeah
0: wow so you're like super good baker.
1: Yeah, I can bake.
0: <laughs> so you know Amy, of course, yeah. in Toronto. She's yeah. ba- she's a good friend of mine. Yeah. She bakes as well. Yeah. Do you guys like bake off?
2: I <laughs> know, we've never done a bake. Yeah, let's
0: have a bake off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they there's, have there's actually a da-
2: show on Netflix now, which is like the food, you know, they compete and they do this with whole cannabis with yeah. cannabis, yeah. yeah
0: on Netflix. Yeah, oh, Netflix. Netflix. So somehow the government is not legal before Squazard,
2: there's squazard. all kinds of yeah sh- shows and
0: is it yeah. let's have a ba- let's, dude let's create a show yeah let's do a bake-off is it a bake-off
2: it's like the, the competition yeah it's like iron chef yeah yeah yes.
0: that's damn it somebody already thought about that idea <laughs> i like my idea oh my god
2: you sound so canadian why? Somebody thought about that idea.
0: Okay, okay, uh, trying to pretend you're not Canadian? No. <laughs> I live in the United States and I'm never going to cross the border again. Yeah, person? Right, exactly. Hey, everybody, look for Sari Star. <laughs> see how so many of those names come up. <laughs> about. Yeah, so, all right, so is there any educational part to it?
1: For sure. Um, Actually, we're constantly educating, so I always have to have at least one other person with me okay. or more um, because, yeah, one person can take, like, a 15 to 20 minutes, depending on, like,
0: I'd love to have what you in synergy, by the way. No? Yeah, you do the education. I want you to come, just my wheels are <coughs> turning. I want you to do, like, a. bring her do a whole day in Burlington with that. Sure. That'd be That'd fun. Be fun. Yeah. yeah. We'll do it legally. <laughs>
1: And non-politically. And and (laughs)
0: non-politically. No, but it's all about education, right? That's basically what it is. It's education. We're in a medical facility. We're doing it educationally. So it'll be good. So, okay. So then how do you guys feel? And this is for both of you. And I don't even know if the question is so relevant anymore. I mean, it is in Canada now that we're taking that sex ed and going back 15 years to... I don't know. It's so so stupid. But how do you feel as women in the industry? How do you feel that that it's evolved? How do you feel like that the cannabis industry stands out versus other industries, hmm. and uh, and where do you think it's going? Do you think it even matters? Do you think we need to differentiate? Like I, even in my mind, I guess the enlightened, and this comes to this comes back to a point you made earlier on, Siri, where you're like people in the industry. Well, you know the difference between a sativa and a... People just aren't thinking about those things. In my mind, I don't think we need to differentiate between men and women. I don't think I need to sit here and say, oh, oh, a woman in the cannabis industry, how does that feel? I think it's almost a ridiculous yeah. question in 2018 to ask. We're, we should be enlightened enough that gender, or sex in this case, because it's sex... Um, you know, whether you're whether you're born male or female, long hair boobs, no boobs, whatever it is. Speaking from a man
2: who's had opportunity, I mean this is Okay, the, so that's what I'm saying. Does right, it so matter this is to the talk first, about that? So yes, I agree there shouldn't be, but there has been for so long and Can you
0: hear through this thing that she's doing? Yeah. Okay. We
2: haven't I mean, there hasn't been a woman-dominated industry in years, and even in fashion and all of that, you still have male do- males dominating it. All these fashion designers are men, and uh, many of them, and I think that, you know, first of all, this is a female plant, and from a spiritual perspective, she's calling the women to stand up for her. And that's my opinion. And also from a business perspective, we have an opportunity now to step forward and say we're going to represent nature and mother nature in a way that a woman represents it differently than a man. And it's nurture and it's care and it's medicine and it's wellness and it's health. And it's 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 mothering and it's bringing that whole feminine parts to this industry, which, I think the male counterpart, and this is not, no, it's not about that. I am not a feminist. I just think that, you know, when it comes to business and men, it's money first. And this industry, if you see the split, you're going to see what are the women doing versus what are the men doing. And I'm not saying like all all of them because they overlap. It's but it's a generalization where the men are focused on the business side and the multi millions that this product can make, this plant can make, and the women are coming at it more from a wellness side of like how many people are we helping? And yeah, we want to make money, and yeah, we're entrepreneurs, but that's not our driving goal. That's not. The, and this is my opinion again.
0: Well, actually, Abby said the same thing to me. If you look at uh, you, the exact same thing you just said, you're right. I, I have to. Uh, I sort of agree with you. She, you know, she came on here. The the first, the first episode we had, um, or maybe it wasn't—I don't know. Anyway, where she said that um, the—if you look at what the, where the women are in the industry versus the men, women dominate the markets. They dominate like the pop-up shops. They do- dominate like the the farmers' markets and all that stuff. They're mostly the 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 like, the businesses that it's are true. artistic. true.
1: Just go to Lyft. Like, it's, it's all men. it's like, I went to Lyft in Vancouver this year and literally I did not see one single woman for like my first like 20 minutes there as I was getting into the, it was all men in business suits.
0: Wow. Yeah. And that, so that brings us to your point. That's a really good point. So I mean I our, think the Divine so Feminine is are, yeah, rising so in
2: general and we need more influential women in power at this point because the system is broken. This is not against men, like I, I am like, not against anybody. I think w- it's time for a paradigm shift. We're creating a paradigm shift and we've had men in power up until now and you know, what does this world look like? Yeah, so like, it's, it's not, it's, not it's about women taking over, it's just yeah, about having more of a balance. A balance, yeah.
1: And it seems like, yep. yes, we still have to talk about this okay, in 2018. No, <laughs> no, I know we do,
0: but in my yeah. mind, I think it's a little, like, I guess because I come from, a, like, you're right, it comes from all angles. I am uh, I'm male, and uh, so it's a place, uh, like uh, you said, privilege. I don't, uh, I don't know if it's a privilege, but uh, it's... It's it was privilege the, uh, for opportunity,
2: uh, that's what I mean. Right,
0: and I have seen discrimination against women in this, and in the upper echelons of executive workforce in the Canadian, in the cannabis market, I have seen discrimination happen at those levels.
1: Basically, yeah, the only people that have approached me as investors have always been men, and the weird thing about it is, is those particular men, um, it always ends up um sort of like falling apart because it always becomes like a weird hey babe kind of dynamic dynamic and then it falls apart so I'm always wondering where are these female investors like right. why why are, are,
0: are <laughs> they are there <laughs> that's just a good amount that's a really good you know that's a really good point you raise that where are the female investors like get out there yeah like, make it heard you're right the the female you know the females dominating the art market the artistic sort of creative the creative side of the cannabis industry and that's the maybe the creative nature and the creative you know energy of the female plant i don't know and uh but (laughs) i I mean coming from
2: california we're also dominating the business side of it and like well there's all the all of the products that are not all of them but many of the products being developed out of california are women-owned businesses women farmers are coming like more predominant there's and probably so yeah, a
1: huge difference in the u.s they yeah. did do i think leafly did a study in the u.s last year yeah. and they did say that um i think there was 60 percent females really in the yeah. cannabis industry so
0: what do we do here how do we get them how do we get that
1: out of like the grassroots yeah, or like, like power positions you
0: are the same your hair is the same color as as like i match you match here <laughs> like you should live here I like that <laughs> like you match the wall
1: love
0: it anyway so how do we like it's cool i like and we always talk about hair i like i like your hair guys <laughs> like, listen. so listen how, how do we do that how do we bring <clears throat> i see you guys are doing that. Again, creative. Um, how do we, how do you, how do we take it into that other, st- like, step it up to, or like, it's not even step it up. Cause we like the, I like the creative side too. It just, I, I, have, I think it's changing I the
2: conversation as a man. You have the opportunity to encourage other men to embrace women in the industry. It's going to come from that. It's going to come from the men saying, Hey, we welcome this new paradigm. And, you know, from where I sit in California, that is a big presence. It's happening. A lot of men are sitting and saying, We welcome the divine feminine in a space of power. We're we're encouraging it. It doesn't demasculate us. It allows us to be like in balance with like the male and female, you know, and they become more softer and women become more power and empowered. And so that's how I feel. Like it starts with us who want to get and be there but also includes the men who are like receptive to it and saying yeah let's do this we're here with you guys we're standing Mm -hmm. behind you or beside you
0: I like that you know one of the 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 women that I respect most now in this industry that I know here who's pretty high up Heather um, and uh, you know I've seen her experience these things at those levels but she's a genius like and she, you know, she controls so much behind the scenes that people don't even know about, but also afraid to put, you know, you don't want to put, as soon as you put your face behind that, you become a target. Mm-hmm. Oh, and
2: that's it, wondering why some last names are some last Yeah, names.
0: but I don't know if we should, I don't hide.
2: It's not hiding, it's not hiding, it's being more mindful. Right and just being but conscious it's also, I don't blame of what you for hiding maybe about. I
0: don't bl- listen, blame you for hiding listen maybe at that's the end of
2: the day as you've stated many times cannabis is federally illegal in, in the, the United, United States.
0: States
2: yeah I do not live in Canada. Canada
0: right that makes it really it makes it so tough we're that we're dealing with with an um, American business and doing you know and doing cross border business you can't yeah. even though it's federally legal in other places you just can't do it well it even it so similar
1: difficult. to bc where like they've given out these like municipal yeah licenses but so now weird. some of them are getting raided anyways
2: you know that happened in california yeah yeah they don't care i mean we have a friend one of our care um instructors his farm got raided his farm got robbed and then it got raided after he reported it being robbed right so then the cops came and raided him mm-hmm. it was Terrible, and he's function he's fully legal, licensed, and he had all his paperwork. And they don't like you know, whatever, they don't it's care such because a it's crazy they, there's world. like a there's an underground back end stuff happening. You can try to take all this cannabis, and guess how much money you
0: can make off of it, uh, right? So, you know, I guess that brings me to I just got a little bit sad. Here we go, Iris. Spiritualness not happening, <laughs> uh, it, it comes out when Sarah's around. Um, <laughs> are we taking advantage of the plant?
2: I was actually going to ask you. So this is an interesting question that you say this. What I noticed differently in Canada than California is that Canada is very corporate. There's not. I don't
0: know where are the farmers. They're they're the LPs. All, they're, they're all farmers. The
1: farmers are there. They're just very in the closet. Right. So I see
2: LPs as as corporations. They are who right? have farmers. I'm talking about farmers like Fiddler's Greens and Medicine Box.
0: So there are equivalent of LPs there. They it's a, like I always said the, the U.S. California. I'll use California because that's the example I know. California. It's a very community ground up. Industry where you just want to be part of it. There might be a lot of money there But nobody really sort of cares about that They're more interested in in the community and helping each other grow and uh, And so you have people like the fiddlers greens and the medicine boxes of of California that like they're in the community and And whereas here it's a very top-down approach those farmers are working for LPs to grow their product to make money you know, even though they took their love that they did for 25, minutes, and everybody has the right to earn a living. Okay, so I think we all totally. We, we're not. I'm not trying to say hey, it's not good. Like we all earn a living. At least we try to. But here, the farmers that spent 25 years undercover in like in their backyards or like in on or on their farms, they're now working for licensed producers who are making these. You know, who are Imagine who this. are turning into like the new age pharma. Hopefully with them and hopefully with people like us out there we 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 help them do it in a more mindful way. So we're, that's we're, the question. Th- but that's what we're trying that's what at least I'm trying to do. Even for everybody that I consult for, you know, when I'm when I'm giving my advice, even if we're talking about things that are so corporate, I always try to bring a point back to don't forget the people. Let's have some compassion, think about what we're doing, be mindful about the business you do and, and hopefully that'll come back to you and
2: you asked if we're kind of disrespecting the plant and yeah. I feel like in many ways yes and I also feel like in many ways no so it depends where that comes from and you know but the mass production of a plant like it stresses the plant out you know to, mm-hmm. to be in that environment and you know f- and Cameron has talked about it you know outdoor grow versus indoor grow and obviously it's Canada so you can't have outdoor grow but you know there's there's a lot to consider that, that this industry the green rush could be growing faster than, than it should be growing in some senses, and slower in other ways. You know, legally I think it's like eons behind, but production-wise and business-wise, you know, I think that we might be moving a little too fast, and we don't know how to catch up or keep up with what the demand is. And so we're not caring, a lot of people are not caring about the plant and it's a it's a plant people don't see it as something that it's sacred it's just ah, it's a plant whatever
0: well it is a you know? it's becoming a commodity and it will become a commodity that's just what's going to happen to it you know and depending on who you're sitting in a room with it's a commodity or it's a spiritual plant right you know and yeah. uh, and so you know there's got to be a happy medium between there definitely the two does.
2: yeah
0: uh, you know where <clears throat> it was here for us to use we just don't want to overuse it like we overuse the rest of our world uh, or we end up in a really shitty spot
2: exactly Well, I love the fact that... Shit is not a swear word. I love the fact that, you know, at least um, in both places, Canada, California, and the legal states, that you can grow your own. Because that allows you to have control over your own medicine. Mm -hmm. And so that, with the education, is, is allows you to, like decide what type of plant and how you want that. And you know, the process of the plant connecting with that. And I think that's very important for people to learn, especially if they're consuming daily, to have that information on how to grow, which is what we teach at Cannabis and extractions, how to cook with the plants and things like that. Like that's also important. And so when you see a plant growing, you have a different connection to it. Yeah.
0: So where's the future? Where's the future of cannabis and and how do we get how, how how do we raise you know raise the awareness of women in the industry where do you think we should what should we be doing what do you think i mean you're doing it you're you're there it's so hard though like yeah. every day is a freaking struggle and i just want it to work out so where do you think you're going like where do you think you're gonna go what do you think is gonna happen well i already know offline where i'm sending you but like (laughs) you know i've already already got i've I've got plans for you all over but but in the meantime like where do you see you know bloom going and 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 where do you see the feminine taking lead more than just in the creative realm like as a chemist even as a chemist you say chemist like somewhere my mind's like wow a, a woman chemist amazing like but that's fucking not normal
1: yeah like yeah. why
0: does one even have to think like that
1: yeah which is interesting because i during my uh, I university it was actually 80 percent females that were in my class
0: yeah for my medical school chemistry. was 85 same thing yeah, yeah. interesting yeah. so where are you going where does where do you see it where do you see yourself going where where do you want to see things going we're at the first iteration of legalization we know it's screwed up and yeah. we know that it's going to change 10 times in the next year the same way i've gone through every other change uh, and there will be constitute as soon as october 17th comes i can guarantee you there's going to be three constitutional challenges happening that day i already know people are ready to go yeah like it's going to happen yeah you know so but where do you see see yourself and where do you see we've been taking a larger role
1: Um, For now, I'm still going to continue doing my pop-ups. I'm hoping to eventually be able to become legal. Um,
0: As a dispensary?
1: Yeah, I still don't have a clear path. Um, But yeah, so I'm just waiting to see what the government rolls out and how it changes throughout the next year. I love being a microprocessor, and I love focusing on, like, education and community building and that kind of stuff. So um, I'll still continue to do that uh, through my Instagram and Facebook. Yeah.
0: And, yeah. I would love to get you into uh, doing a program at Synergy. Uh, in Burlington. I'll get Tyler on that, Casey. He gives me a thumbs up and then forgets. (laughs) But (laughs) I just trash talk them all day. Is this
2: non-dispensary thing only in Ontario or is is it all over Canada?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's interesting. I was just in BC and um, yeah, it's the same all over. I mean, I was in a few places where literally days after they were raided.
2: Um, Yeah it's it's so dispensaries are illegal canada wise
0: technically dispensaries are illegal canada wise canada wide but you have the state of british columbia i call it a state because it's it's like a separate province from our country basically. it's like california right and what they do is whatever they want so they well the municipality of vancouver basically told the government or the federal government hey we're gonna instead of throwing these dispensaries out we're gonna regulate the dispensary and so they regulated dispensary, but they're still federally illegal. So what ends up happening is you they, they you know somebody pays, let's say, thirty thousand dollars to have a uh, to have a permit to uh, to run and operate a dispensary that has specific uh, regulations around it, like where you can open, you can't open within three or four hundred meters of a school or whatever it is. All this stuff, uh, and then so they have all these permits that are open. They've been open for a while, and then the federal government comes and shuts them down. So. It's very strange what's happening. But if you look at the cannabis user, let's just talk about the medical cannabis user. All of Ontario, the largest population of on paper medical cannabis users is in Ontario. Mm -hmm. Do you think that there are more cannabis users in Ontario than in British Columbia? No. No. Of course not. So where are they all? they're all at dispensaries. Yeah. So and 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 dispensaries out there have been operating for 20 25 years and they have yeah. thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of patients. That's where they all go. That's why the clinics aren't, you know, they don't have a process for the medical side out there because they've never been able to access it very well cuz everybody's goes to dispensaries anyways. And so, come legalization, it's going to be a really interesting world, you know, uh, and, what, and and how that plays out. And I think what's how it should play out is play out into the wellness side. You know, you're going to have some of these dispensaries that turn into wellness clinics and stuff, and which is why Synergy partnered. Like, you know, I just partnered with, uh, an, in, with an insurance company called Epic, and they're going to be covering, they're the first company to come out and f- cover cannabis for patients. From a, because it's federally legal, they can do this. They can do it now from a medical perspective because that's federally legal, and they're starting in August, and uh, and they're going to uh, provide individual coverage to people, not just. Through things like Sun Life, where right now you have Sun Life that covers very specific purposes, but mm-hmm. only for employees, right. you know, of, of big corporations. This an individual can just go and say, "I want coverage for X," and it'll be based on your prescription. And then there's like, and then we have we partnered with a, a not-for-profit called AHOC, uh, The uh, uh, it, it, which is another cool thing, the Alternate Health Association of Canada, and and they and and you can get a whole bunch of services through these guys. And now you have these people coming in, and so I think that might be a big game changer as well, and that will push the wellness service. And I think maybe even the dispensary model may may evolve mm-hmm. from out of out of things like that. What Let's
2: about see. Shoppers Drug Mart? They're I- all
0: into it. They're all into it.
2: So, but w- I'm, I'm just trying to understand how does shopper drug market legally? Under the new
0: regulations, uh, you can go to pharmacy. Oh, really? Yeah, under the Cannabis Act. Under the ACMPR, within the Cannabis Act, pharmacy can now, dist- can, can now or is going to have uh, the right to distribute and hold and all that stuff. So you have so all who's, of them.
2: Who's educating those pharmacists? You're sh-
0: looking at them. <laughs> yeah, so um, so that's what I do. That's, that's where I do a lot of my consulting is for, you know, for big companies. I, I don't do uh, shoppers so much as I do McKesson, but um, that's where I started. Yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, huge, massive opportunities for care. I, I still think, you know, what I've been saying though now is the massive opportunity for care, I believe, Is still through government education of these OCSS stores if you know if it's going to be sold through the government uh, in Ontario specifically they need education they're not going to be talking And I know guys that that are helping to run that show over there they're not allowed to talk about medicine they're gonna have a list of doctors who knows go to this person for medicine they're not going to talk about it at all now what they will talk about is what kind of experience do you want And they'll have, you know, it'll look like an Apple store or something. And depending on what kind of experience you want, they'll direct you to what strains you should try. Even though there's no evidence, they're going to make some sort of weird recommendations. But they're not, as soon as you say, hey, I have migraine headaches. Hey, I have, you know, I suffer from X. You said suffer, you need to go to a doctor. That's sort of how it's going to go. So they still need that education.
2: I wonder how MedMen's coming in.
0: So... Everything got really really sort of messed up with if you've looked at the regulations any branding is like totally taken away. So these guys have all lost millions and dollars of of branding that they've done cuz you can't brand it. It has to be like literally look like this mason jar. You can't put a name on it. It has to have warnings on it. It can't look like any and you can't make But
2: that's like selling tequila and saying we're not going to put Don Julio correct. or that's insane. Can't do that. That's insane. Correct. That's insane. That, that's that's I what I it is. I just have nothing else to say. It's but no name branding. branding. It's ridiculous. How do you? How do I know if I'm buying from a schmata dispenser-like place? Well, you're allowed to put like the name of the company hired.
1: on the product, but it'll just be no name branding, so like it won't be able to look nice. Oh God! It's like my
2: nightmare. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, So, so yeah. there has
2: to be other strategies where these brands can like can market. Well, they they're market. working on it, doing it now until October 17th. Right. That's but then after October 17th. Now, is that Bonzo. only Ontario or it's like all That's of Canada federal. again?
0: Federal. That's federal. That's the marketing right there. That's an exact capsule box. That's what you'll see. It's nothing that's from spectrum so what's going to happen yeah, but that's that's tweet, for medical yeah. purposes Still, but that's about exactly but what that'll be the same yeah, for recreational like, yeah, pretty much exactly like that yeah, yeah. so yeah.
2: somehow these these um, LPs need to target can't the, target can't not target but like how do they how does how do I walk in and say I want something from tweet or I want something from canopy don't. Or?
0: you don't you don't know
2: so how do they differentiate themselves they
0: can't That's the whole. thing. There
2: has to be a loophole. I think they'll be able to put their company name on the product. Well,
0: they should probably say Tweet, or they could say whatever it is. But it'll just just be like to get
2: the consumer to say, "I want this product from X brand." Like that's gonna be the strategy. So my thought as a marketer is like, well, okay, how are you educating the market to go into one of these? whatever they're called dispensaries or whatever they're called and say you know what I heard that this is a good brand so please give me a product from well this I think company. that's what they've been
1: doing over yeah. the last few years is just trying to assert themselves in the market right. um, and then now that they're facing the no name branding thing a lot of them have already sort of like started working towards switching over their branding and making it
0: useless super boring Right.
2: That's going to have to change. It's going to change. It will
0: change. I mean, if you look at what happened at the end of alcohol prohibition, you remember right. having to go and tell CBO and taking a ticket and it so felt like a... I don't remember was, that. How yeah, old it was horrible. are you? Yeah, um, We're the same age. You're older than I am. <laughs> what? By like a, yeah, no way. Yeah, yeah, you are.
2: No way. Okay, you're 27. By like a week? And I, just yeah.
0: 20, so I just turned 28, so I don't uh, know how well, old okay. you are. 26. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. You look good. Um, the... <laughs> the yeah no like it used to be like horrible remember like going into the beer store into the like it was horrible going to the beer store was the worst it was like going into like it was felt like a prison don't you remember when they first opened anyway
1: it's like buying cigarettes
0: okay but let's not i don't like to like I no mean, but i, I mean it's
1: the so same bad. thing in terms of the branding like now they're not allowed
2: to like show the product, right? They but have you have better it believe somebody who smokes demoree knows going in what and it saying, is. Me yeah, my demore extra light, blah 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 blah. Yeah, know, back in the day it, when it, but it's just behind.
0: The problem yeah. is they're associating things like alcohol and tobacco with, which cannabis. is ridiculous, yeah. and that's the problem. Yeah,
1: it's well, huge. but even alcohol is like fun, and it has you know you can buy like freezy alcohol now and stuff. Right, but it
0: can right. So now you can, not but I mean, <laughs> and, but certainly I'm not saying like my my. I guess my point there is uh, I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm not a prohibitionist by nature so you you want to public like alcohol you want to you know you have a couple drinks okay whatever but my point is what I'm saying is they're making when you make something so stringent and you're trying to compare cannabis to to cigarettes that kill you mm-hmm. and to alcohol that kills people cannabis doesn't kill you mm-hmm. smoking it kills you so yeah ban ban the idea of ban, like ban um, combustion like ban promoting combustion promote vaporization prom- promote wellness so this is this is the message the message is let's stop focusing on what we can't do and focus on wellness stop the prohibition men- prohibitionist mentality of harm reduction and focus on wellness and i always go back to to that to that 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 historian who was sitting in your chair. that's why i pointed to him um <laughs> Who brought that up and brought it to my mind? Because I still talk about harm reduction. I'd yeah. rather you do X than X because that's because that's a form of harm reduction. No, it's a form of wellness for you. Yeah, it's just the cup half full.
2: It's interesting because, based on a consumer perspective, and I thought about this. You know, the message is for even uh, even if you're like not in the stigma, forget about the stigma. The message itself is so confusing because you have the cultural aspect of cannabis which is rappers and stoners and hippies in the 1960s. The old school. Yeah, but it's still here, it's still happening, like We're they're trying still to change, there, right? but it's still there. And then you have medical, and you're like, this plant, you have this person, I want to try it because of X, Y, Z, but is this a medical thing? Is this a cultural thing? Is this a wellness thing? There's so many confusing messages we literally have to rebrand cannabis. Like that's the first step is to take cannabis and say, okay, this is actually what it is. It's a whole plant, whole life, like commodity or whatever. And here are the areas in where it can enhance your life and get educated. But I can understand the apprehension of newcomers coming on board when we're telling them all of a sudden, these. People who I've seen, you know, oh, stoners and blah, 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 sitting in the couch and binging out and eating pizza. You're telling me that's medicine? You're telling me that's gonna help me cure my cancer or heal my cancer, whatever the words we're allowed to use. But you're telling me that? That makes absolutely no sense and I reject. And that's that's the problem I feel like what we're facing. And so when you have to hide, the branding.
0: Siri Star.
2: What does... That, I mean, again, but this is not me. This is... Hey, if it was wait, wait, legal, wait. I'd be all over. Mm. Like, you know, I'd be like, yeah, it proud and loud. It's not legal in the yes. U.S. Right. And so it's legal here, but we're still shaming it. We're still shaming the plants. And it's right. really not not conducive to saying this is something that's going to heal you as a medicine because guess what like zoloft and friggin' all of that is not being it's not hidden it's right out there in front of the public eye you know so
0: how do you feel about that angry okay i hear you so i think
2: passionate (laughs) i think at the end of
0: the day anything could be used things are neutral most things in the world are neutral. They have no meaning to them until we give them meaning. yes, And they could either be used for a positive way or for something in a negative way. Totally. Ah, Kabbalah, pulling that stuff out, eh? Well, and I agree, especially with cannabis. Right, so cannabis is in the same place. So it's it's neutral, it is just a plant, that's all it is. And you can use it either to get high and stoned, or it can use it as a medicine and for mindfulness, yeah, and that's really in my mind, one of the messages that we, that we need to yeah. need to portray. Um, I wanted to thank you both for coming on. We've been on honestly almost to like an hour and a half now. How long have we' been on? half. <laughs> that's crazy. Time just flies. Wow um, yeah. I'm starving. Right. So I, I just wanted to thank you both, really, as yeah. cattle warriors in the uh, you know in the flesh here, and as women. I understand now a little bit better why we still need to talk about it. Um, where I was trying to say maybe we didn't, maybe we need to move past sex and gender because maybe we're in that post-sex and gender world already, but we're not. And uh, as coming from the male perspective, I have to I have to be sensitive to that. So thank you both very much for coming. And uh, check out Bloom High T Social Club. And do you want to plug something right there? Like, do you want to? Um,
1: on this Saturday, we're going to be at Canna Crawl uh, right. in Hamilton. So will
0: I. Right. Yeah. So that'll be cool. I'll yeah. be podcasting from it. I'm going to set up there for two hours. I have to go work nights. I'm pre-nights and post-nights. <laughs> so I just come off nights from Friday night, and then I'm going back on Saturday. So yeah. uh, I'll be exhausted, but I'll still be there. And uh, so yeah, check out check out Canna Crawl and you'll be there. That'll be awesome. I really yeah. want to get you in in, in Siri.
2: Yes, check Talk. out. So, I mean, our next retreat is August 31st to September 4th. It's in Hockley Valley. I just got back from there today. Uh, did a site visit. Really, a magical, beautiful place. The nature is ridiculous. And uh, go to cannablisstrretreats.com, and we have a secret price. So, if you contact us through our Instagram at cannablisstrretreats or at Synergy Health Services, and say that you heard this podcast, we'll give you a special price
0: that's cool and what do you do what is it For five days what's going to happen just finish off with so five days
2: you're good five days all our guests get canna care certified by uh, Dr. Ira Price and other facilitators and um, we're going to teach you about you know dosing protocols medicine science how to grow how to extract and then we bring in the whole spiritual aspect where we're going to have you know sound bath cannabis ceremonies there's yoga meditation there's outdoor pool there we have a labyrinth hiking and it's and all inclusive it's meals, all meals meals foods, everything. accommodation um and then there's a surprise we're gonna have an actual day festival party happening on the property on the sunday which um more details to be announced but that's gonna be pretty epic lots of music and vibes and uh it's gonna be, I think it'd be really
0: awesome yeah so spread the word Come spread on the out. word come yeah, hang with get us
2: get educated let's do this spread the yo, word yo you
0: all it. right thank you so much i really. i don't think i swore more than twice and it was only for pat like when i got really passionate and also because i'm smart <laughs> all right <laughs> thanks everybody bye all right